And we're back. We're back. Back again. Jess Mena. Here we are. So excited to learn. Today, we're going to be talking about when to get back and how to get back into strength training or maybe strength training for the first time post marathon or ultra endurance event because some of us are, you know, it's like that, that post race feeling of, Hey, I'm tired, I'm sore, need to recover a little bit. But I also know mm-hmm. maybe cause I saw how it helped me the first time, or I realized my mistake. I need to do this, but when and how, but, Dr. Jess Mena, DPT, before we do that, as always, every month we need to learn what's going on with you because you live a crazy, interesting life that I always love to hear about. And I know everyone else does, too. Shout out to the (laughs) Apple Podcast reviewer who said the only episodes of Railing Runner I listen to are the ones with Jess Mena. We are here for you, my friend. (laughs) What up, everybody? I'm back. No, yeah. I uh, I was just talking to Matt about how I think it's cold as heck over here, but it's really not apparently. So um, that's the new little change in weather. Yes, yeah, 60 degrees is cold for me, y'all. I told it's Jess, freezing. she told me that it was 65 degrees. I said, I, it's funny <laughs> because I just had a, a call with an athlete of mine who's running Indy, and she texted me earlier in the week. And she says, I'm really worried about the weather. It's going to be 65 degrees. And Jess said, I would be worried too. That's really cold. <laughs> The person who texted me that was texting me for the opposite reason. Was worried that 65 degrees was going to be abnormally hot for their marathon and wanted to make sure that everything was going to be okay. Even suggested that she should, she suggested that she should look at a future race because it was going to be too hot for her to perform at her best. Oh my god. This is gosh. an extremely tough person. Wow. But an unbelievably, unbelievable yes. amount of training. I'm not going to say her name um, at this point, but she's, you know, runs like 70 miles a week, full time job. Wow. Hammers has won her last nine 5Ks she's running. That's how worried she was about 65 degrees being too hot. You're sitting here with a sweatshirt wow. shivering in the same, in the same Freezing. temperature. Freezing. Everyone's been sending me, you know, IG reels of people making fun of Los Angeles SoCal people of how it's under 70 degrees and we start wearing jackets, Uggs, beanies. That is me. Yep. So right now I'm dealing with, we're dealing with a little dip in the weather, which is uh, typical for, this is our, our SoCal winter. That's, this is what it feels like. And we're babies. And I am the first to admit I am a baby. So that's it. That's what I'm. But yes, I am getting ready for CIM. Along it's one with month away. Exactly one month away. It's one month away. Exactly. So I have my uh, last long run, twenty miler tomorrow, um, and then um, I feel pretty. I feel. I feel excited. I feel ready. I feel strong. Um, and my weak point has always been. I've always struggled with feeling good doing long runs, but I feel like my twenty miles. I got in the bag. You're an ultra runner. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, that's what I think about. I'm like, I ran 32 miles, um, 20 miles I can do. I can do 26 miles. So yeah, and you, not only did you run a 50k, you were, you know, it's like, like most people who run trail at 50k is like, it's not just like, hey, marathon pace plus 10 seconds. It's like, no, yeah. you're out there for a long time. You're negotiating a whole lot of stuff. Long. Yeah, terrain, elevation gain, all that stuff. So no, I feel I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Um, I'm a little nervous though. Because it sounds like it's going to be cold and rainy. I don't understand. The race is one month away. What could you possibly be looking at that's giving you a forecast? <laughs> I la- it's so a farmer's almanac. I don't know. To me, that's... 
Yeah, I'm predicting it's going to be in the 40s like it was last Let's year. Let's talk about that. Hopefully the not. weather la- last year, but hey, I'm coming from New England. I ran last year. Like even I, before yeah. the race, was yeah. like, hey, you know, it's a little chilly out here. I, mean, I had my sweatshirt and stuff, but it like cold. It, I definitely needed a, you know, a sweatshirt and sweatpants pre-race because it was, yeah. it was like 37 degrees at the start. It was really cold, and then I started with – I actually didn't take off my jacket, like the one that I went on the bus with, until mile two, and I took it off. And then I had my arm sleeves, my gloves, my ear warmers, and I didn't take them off oh, of the wow. race. It was freezing the whole time. Yeah. See, I think I'm just like – I train in the heat, and so I'm like really good with the heat, and my body just doesn't know what to do when it's a little cold. So – so you have it yeah. So did you stay on the bus the whole time? Because, I mean, the buses were still out there and they were warm. I stayed on the bus. Yeah, I stayed on the bus pretty much maybe half an hour before just to use the restroom. But I pretty much stayed on the bus as long as I could. Um, and then the start line started to get a little packed. And so you have body heat that kind of helped with aiding, you know, that stabbing, that stabbing cold pain. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and then it sounds the start, like you're describing like you know, a scene in Star Wars where they have to like cut open the animal and like hide inside of it because it's like in the middle. Like <laughs> that's oh my, I yep, I would have done that. That's it feels like it felt like I was in you know deep in the I don't know Alaska or something. It must be colder in Alaska. I've never I would been say there. So. I haven't been there either, but I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I said, once, once the sun comes out, though, I mean, I was, and we were talking about this offline. Obviously, we come from very different mm-hmm. climates. I would say, if the sun yes. is out, I feel mm-hmm. like even 37 can feel like upper 40s if, like, if the sun's out, there's not clouds. Like, I, you know, like, I feel yeah. like. It's, n- it's never just about the temperature, right? Even in the summer, right? You have the humidity and all of that. But even in the winter, it's not just about the temperature either. Like if you get the sun is out and it's shining and you're running in, the, in like the middle of the day, I feel like it has like 10 to 12 degrees once you get moving. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind the sun. I don't remember the sun coming out at all. It was like cloudy 40 degrees and oh my gosh. But I would love it to be like in the 50s or 60s. That would be great. I don't think it's going to happen though. No, that's not, like app, that's not what the app is saying. <laughs> that's not what my, my, my secret talent is that, No, no, I think it's going to be cold. So I, that's why tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to start my run. I've been starting my long runs at five 30 in the morning, which is around 50 degrees in Santa Monica, just to get myself ready. It's dark. It's my, dark. The then? starting line. It's dark. I have my flashlight out there. Just, you know, flashing around. Neighborhood watch. And, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy being out there by yourself. And, you know, there's like suspicious people out there. But then you see other runners out there just as crazy as you are. And I'm like, okay, there's runners there. So I think I'm So safe. have you been doing any yeah. long runs with any of the, the tempo team or things like that? Yeah, we've done a few runs together. I think I'm a little bit on the like tough. I'm, I'm not tough side. I'm just a little bit crazier. So they're not down getting up at five in the morning to run. So they'll meet me out later. They'll finish their runs later. But we've done a lot of our runs, long runs in Santa Monica. On Sundays, we have about four or five people running CIM just from our little group. Um, so it's been nice training with them and getting some miles together and doing our speed workouts together um some people are running the half um but most are running the full so i'm excited for them because for a lot of them it's their first time running cim um and i don't they don't know what to expect so it's hard for me to 
explain what I went through because everyone thinks it's like a very downhill, that's like a straight downhill. And no. I'm like, no, it's no. not what you think. It's, it's not, not a downhill. It's not a rebel like race. I'm not throwing not, shade at rebel, exactly. but that's their it's, thing. And they nail it. Yeah, that's it's their not, thing. This yeah. is, but this is four steps that. up, five steps down. Yeah, exactly. And so it's hard for them to understand that. Con- like, if you haven't ran it, it's hard yeah. to understand that concept. And I didn't get it until I got there. And I was like, oh, shit, this is not a downhill course. Yeah. So, if, if people if people um, listening to this and they're training for CIM, do hill, you don't have to do hill work, but hill, yeah. do your long runs on hills. Because not yeah, it's, it's, like it's rolling, rolling hills. hills and yeah. and running downhill is a skill, too. Right. You know, running yeah. downhill and, and, and being able butt. to do it with efficiency and, and landing the right way. Like, don't be like, oh, it's a downhill course. I'll do my long runs on flat ground. Like, I didn't, again, I made that mistake. And I love CIM. I'm going back there this year and doing a bunch of media stuff, which I can't wait. I will say that if you look at the, if you look at someone's Strava, and I'm going to do a whole article about this over on Relay, is if you yes. look at someone's Strava of the course, you're not even on the app, mm-hmm. right? So forget the app. It condenses everything. It makes everything look wild. If you're like on a desktop, you're looking at the Strava of someone who did CIM last year, right? You can go to mine if you want to, right? You see it, and you compare it to the elevation chart on the CIM website. They're not the same. You can tell not the, the CIM one is kind of rounded a little bit, right? So it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 you have a yeah. di- very different feel to how it actually is. So I would tell people like, hey, if you just want to go to mine, I have a public, I have a public Strava. Go on to mine. Go check out CIM last year. I think it was December 14th. I mean, December 4th last year. Go check it out. Check the elevation game for yourself. You'll see there's plenty of climbing. I mean, I remember, oh, my God. It was like mile like seven or something. I'm, sitting, I'm running next to somebody. Actually, she was a listener of the show. And we're, we're chatting it up. And she's like, oh, my God, another hill? I thought this was a downhill course. And, like, I'm lucky. I live in a yeah. hilly area. So, like, I was just just by running around, I, I run on hills. So I can get – like, if I do an yeah. eight-mile run around here, I'll get 400 feet of elevation gain just on a normal route. Okay? That's just that's just a normal route right. for me. Not everyone lives in those kind of areas. And I could tell that she didn't. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just not – I'm not used to these hills. I thought this was a downhill course. And I was like, oh, my – I can see how someone would make that mistake because it's kind of marketed as a, like, downhill fast yeah. course. And it is a fast course, but you have to be prepared in a certain way for it. I've always said I think it's a fast course because everyone who's out there is trying to be Q or OTQ. Right. For the most part, everyone's right, trying right. to be, you know. So that's why. But – uh, yeah, that's a, that's a mistake I made. I, I last year I trained really flat, and uh, I think I actually could have ran a lot faster. But those hills, like, I mean, they knocked me out. Mile eighteen, I walked, and I was like, I'm not gonna be cute. I'm not gonna be cute. And I started crying. And then I saw some friends like, Come on, Jess. And I'm like, Okay, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. But I, um, this year in Santa Monica, it's pretty flat on the beach. But when you run into the neighborhood, it's pretty hilly. And I'll I actually loop a hilly route three or four times just to get miles. And that's in a great and way to get nutrition of... too. You know, you just yeah. like to yeah. just put it in the car, right? Just just grab it on. Just grab it as you're going. Exactly, exactly. And what I love about Santa Monica for anyone out here in SoCal is that there's water fountains at like every three or four miles on the street. It's like public fountains. Yeah. And then on the bike path on the beach path, there's a there's a water fountain every mile. So the there's always water and you get to practice downhill and a lot of uphill. So for anyone who's running CIM and you live in SoCal, you just need to loop around the Brentwood golf course a few times around Santa Monica and that'll help quite a bit. Yeah. While you're running around the Brentwood golf course, you should listen to Malcolm Gladwell rail on how all the golf courses in LA should be turned into running paths. 
<laughs> I remember you telling me that. And I've actually spied on the golf course that we run around. And I'm like, I wonder if we'd get in trouble. We just went in there. Um, I haven't had the, the, the guts to do it yet. But Might want to save that for like speed pristine. day. Yeah, it's like pristine, <laughs> pristine locations and grass. Like, I don't know why, you know. There's a golf course but... around here. Um, so I, by around here, I mean in Rhode Island. So Rhode Island, as everyone knows, is very small. Yeah. But so there's a town um, about half an hour away from me um, called East Providence. It's right next to Providence. So there's a golf course around there called Agawam. And it was one of those places where the Brown cross country team would on occasion would go train. So they would just go run the golf course. So they would basically run from Brown over there. They would basically just run over a bridge. It's like two miles. And then they're on the course and they would just run around the course, do workout there and then run back. And it was that exact thing. Like they were just like had, had an agreement with Brown and the, the kids would just like run the golf course because it was a kind of like in a, it was like a rolling hill type golf course, which was great because all of a sudden yeah. it's like pristine grass, really well kept. Pristine grass. And you're going up and yes. down and you can just, you can just hammer, you can do all sorts of things. And it's like so easy on the legs. Yeah. So there's actually a few SoCal cross country. I know college cross country races. I ran two on a golf course and those were the best because it really was hilly. It was like little, little rolling yeah. hills on the golf course. Um, and the grass was awesome and you had a little bit of wood chip, you know, dirt and grass. It was great. But was here's great. the thing. You're not just training. Well, let's talk about goals for CIM and then we'll talk about after the CIM. So I know last year you had, you went into it with very specific goals. Are you going into it this year with, with, with specific goals? Yes. Yes. I want to run a 315. You're going to run a 315, right? That's what you... I'm gonna run. Th- I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Run a three fifteen. I think I know what the strategy. Ooh, that's I got it. A, what's, what's that? Just a shade under seven thirty pace. Yeah. You got it. You exactly. got it. And I what did you run last year? I got it. Three twenty two, and walking. I stopped. With walking, <laughs> I walked. I walked and stopped and cried. My feet hurt like crazy. My quads hurt, and a three twenty two. So I think I got it. Is there like a, you know it. you know Strava has like gap pace? I shouldn't say gap pace because it's, it's it just gap yeah, because the P stands for pace in the acronym. Is it great adjusted, adjusted pace? pace? So basically, okay, it's like all right, like pace. if you ran a hilly course, the gap is what your effort was if it was straight. I mean, if it was flat, right? Um, so say you ran nine minute pace okay. on a hilly on a hilly route, you'd be like, okay, your gap was eight thirty, right? You kind of had an eight thirty. Right. Kind okay. Of so. They need okay. they need the opposite. They need some like a version of that where it's like, all right, instead of gap, I need like what's my like, what's my what's my non crying pace? If I hand cry, yeah, what's my non- what would yeah, what of my time would have been? Be. <laughs> <laughs> Someone come up with that. Come up with the science. Right, right. Know. Instead of feet of I'll elevation, it's like it. amount of tears shed. It's like a, I shed <laughs> nineteen tears. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually a seven forty mile if you if you deduct per tier. And it's funny because I'm a crier. I'm get, when it comes to like racing and stuff, I get easily. I have to talk to myself a lot so I don't go into the crying phase. I start panicking a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'd be a perfect person. That's to interesting because I would have never guessed that about you. What what yeah, what makes like you I'm emotional? In a, in a obviously, if things aren't going well, that can make people emotional. But but besides I, just like just general things aren't going great. I think it's more of defeat like oh you're not gonna do the time you told everyone you run this time you know i just i think it's just disappointment or something like that but i have to like pull myself out of that 
Because I think when something goes wrong, I'm someone that easily goes down like the dark path. And I have to be like, no, no, Jess, let's turn this into a positive. You've read so many books on how to turn negatives into positives. Like, this is making you stronger. Yeah, the wind is making you stronger. Ooh, you're fine. You're going to do great. You can catch up on your time what's, later. What's the, so The devil that whispers in your ear that makes you cry. What are some of like, what was like the most common or, or one of the or two of the three of the most common like things that you hear? I know for oh. me, it's like the, and I'm just going to throw this out there while I kind of like sprung that question on you. For me, it's like the, you your your family like sacrifices for you to do this and like this is the best oh, that you damn. got this is the best that you got damn. like your family sacrifices for you to go on long runs <laughs> i don't mean i don't do long runs on the weekend anymore um yeah because i can do them during the week because i work for myself which is another which is a fancy way of saying i have an awful boss but i you know nice. but like on the weekends like again it's like i'm gonna run tomorrow with a, with a buddy I'll be gone for a little while mm-hmm. you know so it's like when i race or have an awful day i'm like oh my god like why did why they ask I think like, I, why did I ask people to sacrifice for me if this is all I'm gonna do? <laughs> I think the, the biggest things for me is because I'm pretty goal oriented. Goal oriented, so it'd be like you can't do this. You work so hard, you're never gonna hit this time. It you've ran for 22 years, you've never hit this time. So start going down this path of like you can't do it, no matter how hard you try. And I think it just, it's like, historically, I've always loved running, but I'm not, like, it's always been hard for me to perform well. Like, I've had to work so much harder than people who maybe are just, like, genetically gifted athletes, you know, who just, like, don't train. And they're like, yeah. Just like, no one, no one like, doesn't train and runs a three-hour marathon. You know better know. than I this. So. I've I, but you have, but I think all of us have met people who are just like, dude, you just picked up running two years ago and you run. Yeah, what? I know. But like, like what? That's, but you're right. Yeah, we have. I think, and I, and I, met, yeah. I met one of those people two weeks ago. He was like, yeah, you know, I run like yeah. 20 miles a week. I'm like, he's like, and I, I had a half marathon this summer. I'm like, oh yeah, how'd you do? He goes, oh, I ran a 131. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's what I'm this guy's 57 for the, for the record. He's 57. Yeah. So I'm oh, like, wow. okay. After yeah, I exactly. after I scraped my jaw off the floor, I then like tried to reassess what had just happened, and I'm like, okay, like maybe that's true, and maybe this guy is like was an Olympic talent all along, and no one knew while he languished away maybe. in a Rhode Island paper company. And I'm not even kidding. That's not there a shot go. at the office. That's literally his job. So maybe that is the case. Maybe he would have been Galen Rupp if you know he had been born in Oregon. But or yeah. or you know, some people aren't exactly truthful about their training. Right. Like there are some people mm-hmm. who exaggerate their training, say I do X, Y, Z, and that's not quite true. There's other people who try to be like the, the anti tryhards. Right. They're like, yeah, maybe that's what like, it is. Oh, like I don't lift. It's like you're diesel. You weren't born like that. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. Like I had a guy on my college basketball team who was like that. It's like, I don't lift in the offseason. I'm like, Tyreek, you are the strongest guy in the conference. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm pretty you're sure. You're 6'4, yeah. 237. Because we had to do weigh in, and you know, he was like six two, like two thirty seven. He led the country in rebounding. His legs were the size of a freaking Volkswagen. I'm like, I think wow. you're lifting. No, I don't. I just, I'm just like this. I'm like, yeah, no. You're, this was like yeah, so this was before that... the built different phase, but like it, that was essentially what he was trying to say. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. no. I definitely think, uh, yeah, so maybe that's it, but I have met people where I'm like, damn. So it's hard But you to, know people say that about you, right? Because there are people listening to this who are like, holy crap, Jess Mena walked part of a marathon and still ran 322 
I'm, I would never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever be able to do that. Yeah, I think I haven't really thought about it that way. So, yeah, I'm just like everybody else, too. I have my negative thoughts and my thought viruses, I call them, that take over. And I preach about don't comparing yourself to other people. And in the dark, when I'm going down the dark path, that's the first thing I start doing. Um, but Let me ask you a question. What's I darker for you, comparing yourself to other people or comparing yourself to prior versions of you? Oh, no, other okay. people. For me, it's myself. It's like venomous. That's that's always no. That one always. Yeah. I think in part because it like rings the truest, so it's harder to yeah, shake it maybe. off. I think so, but I feel like I'm so proud of all the work that I've put in. I think it's it's harder for I. What hurts more is if you do compare yourself to somebody you have no idea, and then you kind of just start making assumptions of like the things they do and they don't do, and you don't know the full picture, and yeah, but. No, I feel like you come a long way, man. Like you oh, should be proud funny. of what no, you've done. I, You're like, I, dude, I, the, I, the, I'm trying to think here. All right, so it reminds me of one of my fa- one of my favorite people listen to this show. No, one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. of all time is Thirty Rock. I think that show is incredible. It's extremely funny. It's really well written. Anyway, in one of the episodes, they have to do um, self evaluations with anyone who's ever done self evaluations to know that it's just a crock of shit the whole time. But anyway, so. <laughs> This guy, Pete Hornberger, is like the co-producer with Liz Lemon, who's the, the character for Tina Fey, for the show 30 Rock. And he fills out his, his self-avowal and Alec Baldwin's character. Um, Jack Donaghy brings him in. He's like, Pete, this is unacceptable. Like, this reflects badly on me. I'm your boss. I can't have you submitting this because this looks bad on me. He goes, what's wrong with my self-evaluation? He's like, you don't have any goals. All you want to be is exactly what you are right now. Because it's like, you know, what do you want to be in five years? And he's like, Jack, if mm-hmm. I'm exactly as good as I am now, that would be a huge win for me. When I was 18 years old, I was in the <laughs> Olympics. Every year has gotten worse for the last 25 years. If I can just stay the same for five years, that would be an enormous win. There are times where I can completely resonate with that character in that in that episode. So I that, that's that's kind of where my mind goes on occasion. I get it. Yeah, no. But I right, definitely right now. I try not to because even then like today I went on Instagram and I saw I don't even know whose story and I was like damn they're doing everything I want to do and then I got into the dumps and I was like wait no 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 don't do that you're in a great place you're doing everything you want to do you're so busy with busy doing things that you like to do like don't go down that path so all right speaking of doing things you want to do you got CIM which you're training for you're kicking butt you've done your training as anyone who follows you on social media has seen that you've been working your tail off so no matter what happens, the training has been but, great. So yeah. kudos to you because that's all you can control is the training. And then hopefully you go into the day and you're able to execute and fight through all the bad patches and, and you know, hit it up. Yeah. However, that's not the only thing you're, you've been talking about. You got some stuff post CIM, no. which is also exciting. <laughs> yeah. So four weeks after CIM, I'm doing the Avalon 50K out in um, Catalina Island in Southern California. So that's going to be Catalina fun. Wine I'm excited mixer. to do that. Can I, yeah. Fucking Catalina so Wine Mixer. <laughs> and I think it's actually if you're listening at home, well. name that movie. I'm just kidding. We're not gonna, anyway. <laughs> name the movie. Yeah, so I think that's going to go well because I'm going to have a pretty nice setup of like, wow, I have a lot of base work. I've been doing a lot, some trail runs uh, every week. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. And maybe I'll PR... From, well, it's hard. I don't even want to say yeah. PR because every course is different. Every 50K, I just you want can't, to run well. running, you can't even go into that. You can't. You, know. you, you can't. So I think I'm going to set a course record, whatever. You're going to set the course record? Then, 
my oh, course okay. record, my own course record. No, I'm not a badass. I think who won it? It was a, uh, I forgot her name. Olympian. She's with champion. Anyways, she Alexi won Pappas. it last year. Yes. Alexi Never she won it last year. Never What? <laughs> I was like, what? I've heard of her. Yeah, no, Alexi, she won it last year. Um, Is it a no, technical race? Fun. Um, I've asked and I haven't heard that. I think it's mostly fire road. Oh, so nice. it's not too, it's not too tech. There might be some areas during the course where it might be a little bit rocky, but from the grand scheme of things, I've heard it's not too technical. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. And a lot of people are going to be out there. A lot of SoCal trail runners are going to be out yeah. there. Um, it's just going to be like a little party and I'm excited to go party up in the trails. Yeah. It's going to be dope. Absolutely. It's going to be dope. So is there, is there like a, um, like, does the event like put on a post race party, or what? What is the scene? I know, like Catalina's knows, like a kind of like a vacation, go away, go have fun kind of vibe to it. So, like, are you gonna able to? Are you first of all, are you gonna be able to enjoy the day? Or you're gonna be like in a turtle shell. Afterwards? I'm going. I'm definitely gonna go there in business, but there's a lot of running clubs out there, so I think when you know a lot of people, someone's gonna throw a party. I don't think there's an official party. So you're just but gonna you're just gonna, gonna find you're gonna find the party. Yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna, it's called, or yeah, are you I'm gonna, gonna be the party, party and, and people will gravitate? No, probably. I'm looking at the <laughs> shelf behind you. I can't tell. <laughs> there's oh, about yeah. 95 <laughs> bottles of tequila behind you. She, she doesn't drink any head. of them for what it's worth but i'm we just gonna say that. i don't i don't drink uh that much but yes everyone gives us tequila because my husband likes tequila so we got a lot of tequila in our are those house, are those full really bottles or empty bottles um some of them are full most of them are opened but they're not empty oh, okay they're not empty gotcha. they're not empty they're all yeah there's tequila there's alcohol in all those things it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy yeah so if you're looking for a so place to party Chess menace. If you look at picture, <laughs> yeah, we come. Uh, we have a room downstairs, safe, safe, safe place. There you go. There you go. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna get to the question at hand. A little post marathon and endurance running lifting, and we're back. Here we are. So, <laughs> Jess, I have to say, Jess, yes. Jess is laughing because the, the break lasted, lasted three seconds on our end. You heard, yeah, yeah, you funny. heard those ads. <laughs> <laughs> buy that powder download that app buy those shoes go to that race whatever that ad was i'm sure it was do that thing compelling do that thing. you should be influenced by it be but now that we're back i will say i'm excited to talk about this um i have yeah. runners that i coach that ask about this all the time and i try to give my best opinion but i am not as professionally inclined in this subject as you are and i know a lot of people who don't even have coaches They're, they want to again there's yeah, kind of there's sure. there's two polar ends of the spectrum here and we're going to talk about those and people in the middle there's going to be people who lift consistently before the marathon mm -hmm. had their mm -hmm. marathon or ultra event and now they want to get back into it but they want to make mm -hmm. sure that they're approaching it the right way there's going to be some other yeah. people who maybe had a race experience and said you know what i heard about all that lifting stuff maybe i should have done that so I want to yeah. get into it, but I've never done it before, and I just had my race, so when can I get started? And there's probably plenty of people who are in between those extremes, like Jess, right. as we do all the time. Dealer's choice lets you figure out how you want to approach this first, which 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 end of the category, or if there's just general principles that will apply to everybody before we get into yeah. the, um, the specifics. 
I do think general principles is like after a marathon, you know, when people, when coaches tell you, or people tell you read online, don't do anything or minimize your, you know, activity level or intense training level by a few weeks, a few days. It's true. I mean, first and foremost, I think after a marathon, um, the minimum that I suggest people to not really do anything intense and, Strength training falls under that category. It could be high intensity. Um, is anywhere between 7 to 21 days. So it really depends also on the experience of the runner, right? Like how experienced are you? Because um, some people will finish a marathon and they can't walk for a week, right? So that pushes someone like, okay, you're probably not going to be able to do much, maybe closer to three weeks versus a runner who you know, runs a marathon and in five days are like, I feel completely fine. And that, that will change. So I think it does depend on the experience, but, uh, for the most part, um, I think it's safe to say at least seven to 14 days before you even consider wanting to do something like strength train. All right. That's a good point. All right. Is there, mm-hmm. you put up a good point in terms of, Hey, if you're one of those, like I can't walk five days later, are there any more, acute symptoms or things to keep in mind that may push the calendar back for for various runners in terms of um getting back into it like again i'm someone who like so i, I ran a marathon i ran the ocean state marathon mm-hmm. um and then yeah congrats. And then four or five days later like i was back to running and i felt good was i a little lethargic sure but like ultimately <laughs> i didn't have anything that was like really bothering me Right. Right. So right. I was fine. Exactly. Right. So exactly. Um, so I was definitely in the, in the, in the, in the situation of like, all right, there's nothing that's really prohibiting me right now besides just general fatigue um, in terms of like any niggles or any like, all right, I'm still like hurting going downstairs or nothing like that. So are there any yeah. other symptoms that people should be on the lookout for that maybe be small warning signs and maybe delay this by a few days or maybe a week? Honestly, I think any type of soreness after a race is something you want to pay attention to. Um, I mean, physiologically, yeah, if you were to take a blood test, your biomarkers are still going to be through the roof up until like, what, 14 days or something like that. So is that's that like, something like cortisol to and stuff like that? Yeah, cortisol, creatine. Was it creatine kinase? It? That's the breakdown? Yeah, creatine, yeah, creatine kinase and HSCRP or something like that, and your testosterone levels are down. So the combination of all those things is like the perfect storm for you not to recover well, and you suffer an injury or something like that, because you're not necessarily um, repairing muscle damage well or efficiently for two weeks. And so even if you don't feel anything, or you're not too sore, this is where I go, well, yeah, but if your biomarkers are high, if you were to go and do an intense workout, then you could get injured because you're not necessarily recovered completely at a cellular physiological level. So um, I think the safest bet is before anyone goes and does weights, I always say just wait a solid two weeks. You could probably get back to walking, stretching, and doing some bike stuff, but lifting weights, especially lower leg, like hip, Cat, anything in your legs, you should probably wait two weeks minimum. Okay. For that. All right. Yeah. That's good to know. All right. Um, Let's talk about intensity because you mentioned like this is an intense thing, causes breakdown. A lot of people approach lifting in various ways, right? Yes. Some people who go i'll just give like i'll go i'll do i'll do like you know present some extremes right you have some people who will like present or do will do like the the swap method so the some work i'll play david and megan roche they put out a lot of stuff on trevor and mag and you see their stuff on youtube where a lot of their stuff and they get it from 
from people like you, right? They, they didn't mm-hmm. create it out of whole cloth, but they you know, worked with some people. It's basically all body weight stuff, a huge focus on like split squats or step right. ups and, right. and things like that, right? So yeah. individual leg body weight exercise. Right. Okay. Right. And then again, basically going to like to failure. Right. Yeah. And then you have other people who approach their training in a different way, where all of a sudden it's not only like basically I think the, the full extreme of this is CrossFit, where you are not only not only are you maxing out, but you're doing it in a rapid aerobic way, which right. is Almost a completely like different situation. Very different. Very different. Yeah. So the way that I approach it is anything will we. Well, we, what I would consider low intensity is anything where your heart rate's not going over 60% max heart rate. So there's the equation is like 220 minus your age or something like that. And that will give you a, a good guesstimation of what your max heart rate would be. Um, so like for me, it would be like my max heart rate technically if you say question like 180, some 87. So, But if you just ran I'm- a marathon, just go look at what you did on your hill sprints. And that will yeah. also tell you your max heart rate. Exactly. So then if you don't, uh, for me, over 60% would be anything over 110. So that would be a good way for you to, if you have a watch, smart watches have them, you can just look um, and, and, and make sure that you don't surpass that 60% when you go back to lifting. Because I do think there's different types. There's HIIT training, there's like heavy lifting, there's the SWAT method, there's body weights. There's different ways to train, but I would definitely... Um, encourage people. I'm like, you need to go on the lower end of intensity and work your way back up to intense, whatever that may be for you. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So let's start with people who did have, did not lift during the marathon or did very little, right? Sporadic at best. And maybe something happened in their race and they're like, either like, all right, I could have done better or Mm -hmm. okay. I'm serious this time. All right. That was, that yeah. was cool. But you know what? I really have, I have big goals. I want to get back into training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting to strength training, but I have, I don't have this built up experience. So it's not just like, all right, I took a week off and I'm, I'm just diving back into my normal routine. You know, yeah. as you said, you said two weeks off and I'm kind of diving back into my normal routine or some version of that for mm-hmm. them. This is a whole new experience. So yes. um, what, what, what should some of the things that those people should be considering at this point? I definitely think when, if you're very novice and it's one, I highly encourage, I've always said this, encourage everybody to incorporate strength training into their routine. It definitely helps with not only performance, but reducing injuries and all that stuff. Um, but I think for someone who's never done that, it's better to start with body weight exercises, not necessarily weight and get used to for get used to moving your body weight, right? A squat with dumbbells, right? Versus a squat learning how to move and maybe working on repetitions and stuff like that might be a little bit more gentle on your body and uh, reduce the risk of injury and then work your way to adding weights and, and be more whole body. Like there's, Maybe in, in one session, you're really doing core upper body and lower body versus fixating too much on leg day, arm day, core day. You're getting a little bit of everything. Right. That's a good point. Okay. And for people who are more of, let's go to the other end, not just in terms of um, capabilities and experience, but there is a segment of the running population that likes the like low rep heavy lifting set. yeah low rep heavy right? lifting yeah so a lot of mm-hmm. so there's again that's not 
and I know something that I subscribe to as, as a coach for some of my athletes. So I feel like it yeah. kind of works. It kind of works for a long runner. I will say that low rep, high intensity is it just tra- you train the different system than an aerobic system. Right? For sure. Which is right. It's, very it's, aerobic. A, it's a much more explosive kind of thing. And if yeah, you're someone yeah. who has, again, so like this, for me, like this is a good example. Like I'm much more of a fast switch athlete. That sort of thing doesn't work well with my aerobic training. Right. At all. It's, right. it's, it's a bad idea because yeah. it's, it's conflicting, right? right? I'm trying to build up my aerobic capacity. I'm trying to have those type two muscle fibers. And I'm all of a sudden then I'm throwing in, you know, two days a week of like low rep, heavy lifting. Like I'm not being able, I'm not converting the intermediate yeah. fibers. Right. 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 So, that, but there's other people who may not fall into that mix who can, can do this kind of lifting and it not affect some of their, yeah. their muscle fiber typology. And- so, for those so people. For, for those people, when you're getting back into it, it's just you're going to have to drop down the weight, right? It's still You're still going to do maybe low reps. Yeah, I would say you're probably going to fall into the medium reps, medium weight category. Um, if you go too light, I mean, they might not necessarily like it. But for, for those people, I'd say, yeah, you just have to drop down the weight. You're not going to go into the low rep, high high weight category when you go back to your training, right? Again, it's like, do you want to risk your you straining your butt muscle, your quad muscle after just running a marathon, even though you might be okay? Again, I always think of it at the cellular level. If your biomarkers are probably still high, you're still you're still you're risking it. So I yeah. I I think generally for the most part, I think everyone should start off on the lower end and kind of work your way up the same way you would if you're gonna go back to running, right? You're not gonna go back to running, you know back to 50 miles a week unless you're maybe an elite runner or something like that just just a beast just a, just a specimen <laughs> but, my coach has me doing that this week <laughs> i am neither one of those things i'm no i'm, I'm nor i'm not a beast yeah. nor am i a specimen but then However, I wonder, but but also the intensity might not be as intense right i wouldn't assume no, that I, no. exactly so that something has to give for you to be able to get back safely it's just it just doesn't sound smart if you said it out loud like i just ran a marathon i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna do some crazy olympic lifts at 80 percent of my goggins like, did it, it but just men goggins did it he is different that man <laughs> is different he is uh just this is why we love to read his story because he's different you know what i'm saying you should have him i, I want to speak to him one day he's just, i would say like i would say people should view that as entertainment and exciting yeah, yeah. also i would and i say i've said this before in the podcast if you're going to read david goggins book and i have and i have listened to it oh mm-hmm. first of all and i know how people read books y'all didn't read the whole thing you didn't Stop pretending you didn't read the whole thing. Okay, I read, read it yet. the last chapter first because the last chapter he says all the things he did wrong that he would do differently. No one reads that chapter because everyone's like, "Well, Goggins did it. I'm going to do it." It's like he says in the last chapter that y'all shouldn't do this, and if he could do it again, he wouldn't do it. I all I know was from what I from what I've I've seen some of his stuff, but I on the end uh, like the physio part of like damn he really jacked himself up for a minute like he really he spent two years where he was completely screwed up yeah he was really injured for a long time see people you gotta take it easy listen you're not a robot no it's it's like you know you go hard but like you know don't be a fool right exactly so this is what it comes down to you can you know hey baby people you can fly but don't jump off a cliff yeah i also i would almost say like if you that's something where if you're 
if you want to get back to doing your things a little bit quicker, you just have to be very, again, we're going to throw out the spiel, very proactive with your recovery. And in, in this case, maybe the recovery is not necessarily doing, yeah, the stretching is going to help, but it's the nutrition aspect of it. Like getting all the certain minerals, vitamins, restoring your body, electrolytes restoring your body, protein restoring your body so that you allow your body to heal um, so that you can get to do get back to stuff maybe a little bit better. Um, so that would be my spiel. I'm not right. a nutritionist, but no. I'm sure they would say the same thing, I think. All right. So let's touch on another topic, um, slightly different. After a race like this, mm-hmm. an endurance race, an ultra, a, mar- a marathon, what have you, obviously in the tw- you know 24 to 48 hours afterwards, you're probably not going to be feeling great. Okay? No. <laughs> so that's just the way it goes. Not even at, a little. <laughs> at what point, if someone has a specific area that's bothering them post-race, mm-hmm. at what point does it morph from, okay, this is just this is just the way it goes, right? Like, hey, I ran a marathon. I'm, I'm not going to feel great afterwards, okay? Right, that's fine. Right, right. At what point... Does it morph into, okay, hold on a second. Maybe this is something where I should see somebody or I should see a PT and things like that. Like if you're talking to people who are, who are trying to gauge and they're trying to be, you know, a, a really, you know, be at the forefront of taking care of their body, but you don't want them to be, you know, a complete hypochondriac in terms of like, oh, this doesn't feel great. I can even right. see somebody. Right. So t- tell us how to approach that sort of situation. I for sure say maybe after the second week, because I think the first week for sure, you the, unless you've, you're a very seasoned marathoner and you've ran a few and you kind of know what to expect, you won't really know. Each marathon is different. Like even you know, CIM, it's a super hilly course. Your body's not going to feel the same versus running a flat marathon versus running an ultra marathon. They're completely different. So I would say after the second week, you'll kind of start realizing like, hey, this soreness is not soreness anymore. Now I feel it when I'm walking or when I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do my little jogs here and there. And usually they'll reappear with more activity that you do. Um, so yeah, don't, yeah, do not, do not hyper-focus or perseverate on things that happen the first week. I don't think anyone's going to feel great the first week, but you'll probably get a good sense of what's not right after the second week. And then that's when I would go, okay, maybe you should go see a therapist or a massage therapist or whoever and get assessed at that point um, just to see if there might be something more specific you can do to help aid this and stop it from becoming maybe a more subacute, a chronic problem. So that's what I would say. Anything sharp for sure. Like, okay, you shouldn't be feeling anything sharp, nothing stabby. Um, so a difference between uncomfortable and painful. Yes, exactly. So uncomfortable is fair game, but painful, you shouldn't be in, um, I'm not going to say that you're going to be in pain after your race. Um, I'm in pain. Acute pain, like like acute pain, right? Like if you stub your toe, that's like an acute pain as opposed to like, oh, my legs are sore and it's hard going downstairs. Exactly. Like if it's two weeks and you're still feeling a spot that's like hot, tender, puffy, you know, that I would start paying attention to that. Anything again, sharp, stabbing, I would start paying attention to that. Um, those are the things you shouldn't be feeling two weeks post post race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. All right, Jess, this was really helpful. Anything you yeah. want to say before we get going? Besides, Do your go exercises. Pats. You're, you're wearing the New England Patriots go gear, Pats, so go Pats. Go Pats all the way. 
I don't, we're playing the Colts this week. I hope we beat the Colts. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't, my God. <laughs> if we lose to the Colts and the Bears, oh, God. Shout out to Mac and uh, Zappy. Okay, please hold down the four. Come on, fellas. That's it. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, and do your exercises. <laughs> Everybody, I'm always going to say exercise, do your stuff. Keep All right. yourself healthy. Our, to our SoCal people who want to want to maybe meet some interesting folks. The Tempo. Yeah, Tempo. Tempo, tro- t- tempo, tempo Group. What's going on with that? Tempo Training Run Club out here in the San Fernando Valley, Balboa Park. We meet on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. It's getting dark at 5 p.m., but it's okay. Bring your flashlights, um, and we'll get to run a few miles together. And uh, feel free to reach out to me on the gram, Temple with Jess, if anyone has questions about our club or anything, really. I'm here for you. And Matt is here for you, too. Message him, too. I love it. And follow Relay. Follow Relay. Relay's dope. Follow Relay. There it is. You're 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 Follow. here. You're are throwing stuff. You you. I saw you comment today. We oh, Peter Ronka and I posted great, today. But what we did a little. We did our first version of the impossible argument. And today we did Boston versus New York. I took New York. Peter took Boston. I took Boston. Uh, what do you think of that? I loved it. I was actually giggling the whole time, and I was like, "Oh my god, Peter's little key points for New York are on point." That's what I've always felt. But I think I'm just jealous because I've never ran New York, and I get butthurt that I've, you know, uh, done the lottery twice and I've never gotten in. And I'm like, "How the hell are these people fucking getting in? How 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 are these people getting in? It's just like a cool kids club. It's all the cool people." So I'm just mad that I'm not cool enough to run New York City. But I am happy for everyone running New York City Marathon this weekend. Good luck. Maybe you'll hear this afterwards. I hope you did amazing. Make sure you eat well. There you go. So if you ran ran New York, hopefully you can take something from this episode. Yeah, recover. You're right in your alley. Same thing to be everyone running Indy. This weekend. So this is coming out on Monday. The two big marathons this weekend are New York and Indy. If you're running those races... Hopefully this episode is right up your alley. Jess, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody.